Hello, Silky. How are you? Long time no chat. It has been a little while, but a lot of things have happened during that time. Oh, heaven's sake, there's been tons of interesting stuff that's gone on in the world of workplaces and, you know, um, what do we call our podcast anyway? The Safety Three? The Safety Three. And speaking of Safety Three, I actually met one of our listeners the other day. The Was it the only one or was it? <laughs> no, there's, there's more than one, but he, he actually said that he enjoyed listening to it. Uh, and he was a safety professional. So I'm guessing we're hitting some industries. If not, we're giving everyone a good laugh. Oh, good. But was this, be- was this before you bought him lunch he said that? Yes, he did. <laughs> so there was. I'm just making sure there's no gratuities, that's all, and there was no influences in any way for him to say that this was, you know, why he liked the, the podcast that we're putting together. Look, I'm sure he was just trying to be nice, but it was nice to hear anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's true. <laughs> so whichever compliment we get, we'll take it. Either way. I'll take it, whichever way I can <laughs> So what do you think we should talk about today, Silky? What's on your mind? I think something that's very topical at the moment is TV and bullying and particularly uh, a show on one of the commercial channels called Married at First Sight or Maths for short. Oh, heaven's sake, I just despise that show. Is it that bad regarding the bullying? Is it seriously it, it, that bad? It, it, it is. So it gets quite nasty and not only between um, contestants but also between couples. Now, the reason why I, I think it's topical, yes, it's it makes good viewing. People love drama. I love drama. That's why I watch it. You know, I, I'm hooked. So, And as a safety professional, I, I see the flaws in what they're doing and also... well you deal with this don't you you deal you would deal with this as part of a safety issue within the places that you work at with the number of people that that have employed by like the, the company that you work for that are employed you'd have people coming up to talking about being bullied and the and the accusations that are made to them yes and you know what actually the, this kind of um is why i'm bringing that up you know what constitutes a workplace is it any different to your normal workplaces? Because the contestants get paid or the couples, whatever you want to call them, the, the, the characters, they get paid for attending the show. So they are making a living wage out of it and therefore I think that puts them automatically in the space of um, a workplace regardless of by what definition you want to do. If you get paid... You get directed what to do. They tell you what games you play, what, yep. you know. Well, yep. they, they decide what they want to show, what they don't want to show. So they have complete editing rights. And so is that the way we look at this then, is as, as for the viewers to understand that we will look at the information we provide as a workplace and the definition of bullying within that workplace? Yes. So I, I, would, I would look at it this as... No matter which way you put it, it's, it might be a TV show, it's a reality show, but it's still a workplace. So they are employed, they get paid. So anytime you get remuneration and you have very little control over how you perform that work. Okay, so yeah. they get filmed 24-7 and the TV show decides what, which part they want to show once they, you know, it hits the editing floor. Yep. So they will make a a mountain out of a molehill 
on, yep. on, on the trailers so that it grabs the viewers in and you go, oh, that really wasn't as exciting. But on the other hand, if you were to look at it from a workplace perspective, it clearly would go against the definition of bullying and continued bullying and harassment of people within that show. Okay, so can I can I just for our viewers just suggest here I have here from the National Centre Against Bullying the mm -hmm. definition of bullying and it says bullying is an ongoing and deliberate misuse of power in relationships through repeated verbal, physical and or social behaviour that intends to cause physical, social and or psychological harm. So in the sense of what you're talking about, if we just look at like what you just said then, that the um, that you're looking at it from the bullying aspect because of the way the editors have cut it. So there's two, uh, two prongs to this, isn't there? The way the editors have cut it and if they're at fault for inciting the bullying or is it just that there are actual, they're filming it in one shot and that one shot they show it and then these people are actually bullying each other and who is the perpetrator and... and and who is the one that is accepting it? So how do you as an OHS person try and find out, or well, i.e. the culprit or the person that is the bullier and the person that is being bullied in that sense? How would you see that in this show? Look, it's, it's uh, they actually, you know, the editing, you can only edit so much that you make one person look bad, one person look good, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but the bullying clearly comes out in a person's personality, in their character, in their facial expression. So you can see pure hatred. Like, you can't edit that in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you can edit it out, but you can't edit it in. That yeah, <laughs> yeah you can you can definitely see that. But I suppose when you watch the show, and I'm I'm assuming you're a huge fan. Not a huge um, fan, but I, like like everyone else, I like the drama. But that that's true. So how as a as the queen of um, occupational health and safety, do you would you determine this? If I think there's one girl there called. And I don't want to mention names in this sense. That there's oh, a couple let's, of girls not, let's not mention names. So yeah. There's a couple of girls that are... A couple of girls that seem to be having a go at each other and yeah. someone sent a nude photo. And if that was in a work, a workplace... Now, the things I'm mentioning have been put on all television shows and all radios and brought up, so we're not bringing yeah. up anything disrespectful but, here. No, no, but, no, no. But, but in that sense, if someone in your workplace, if someone in a workplace sends another nude photo of someone in a workplace, surely that's... That's bullying on on the definition of what I've just explained, though. Is definitely so. Not not only is it bullying, it's against the law to distribute yeah. someone else's um, private material. Where it's don't forget, it actually came from a pay for service website. That photo. Oh. So they physically had to pay to get that photo to then distribute it. It's 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 fine. It sits out in the open space, right? Yeah. But it's on a pay per service, so you know that people are going to pay you to look at that photo, yeah. and you you sign your waivers. It's not bullying. It's not sexual yeah. harassment. It's nothing in in terms of that, right? Yeah. But when you decide to actively seek it out, copy it or download it and distribute it, that puts it into a totally different category of that is illegal under the Australian legislation. Well, there's intent there right straight away, isn't there? Yeah. That's... So, and, and, that, and that's the whole point of that. So you are, and, and it takes it out of the bullying space as well. It's, it's actually mm. illegal. Yeah. 
So, you know, this is this is against our social media laws. It's against our bullying laws, harassment laws. You know, so it, it, it touches a lot of legislation on you can't do that, okay? Now, if you were to do that in any workplace, government, non-government, any workplace, you would be nailed to the wall and yet you have this governing body called the Australian Broadcasting Association or service or whatever they call themselves today that not only condone it but don't stop it either. Mm. And, you know, maths is not the only show that's renowned for it, you know, and nor is that particular commercial um, television show. Every channel has done it with one show or another that's a reality show. But, you know, how do they get around that knowing that that is going to happen so do they sign waivers do they openly say yes you can bully me and it won't have a psychological effect so you know Mm -hmm. can you imagine this happen this is like a 12-week show right this happens at around week eight you still have another four weeks of living hell with each other and you know the the problem you know, from what you saw happen in week eight or whatever it was, it was goaded. So, you know, before they even went went to the event, it was pre-planned. So, again, there was this intent. There was this intent to bring out the worst in this person and to yeah. deliberately hurt. And picking on physical features, you know, you know when you when you discriminate, you cannot pick on someone's physical features either. So, you know, they were picking on the way they speak and the way mm. they carry themselves, the voice, until, and they kept at it and at it and at it until it blew up. So at least that's what the TV showed, but, you know, kind of reality. And then there was the whole blame game of you're the culprit here. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's a typical workplace bullying situation or reverse bullying yep. where someone gets picked on for whatever reason. Let's let's call it the apprentice, you know, first year yep. apprentice, the um, small workplace in a cafe, not much, uh, you know, it doesn't happen that much in major companies. It does happen. And there's been some pretty big cases where, where it has happened. But let, let's let's take the small workplace because that's what our podcast aims at, right? Mm. So you have the local cafe, you have your local takeaway, you your, you know, your bar. Yep. Who who those facilities are run by people who don't run big corporations. They don't do the compliance training about bullying and harassment that you would get on day one of starting at any company. So, you know, they, they they know about bullying, they know it's against the law, but they don't actively do something about it. And quite often they either turn a blind eye to it and go, we all went through that initiation, or alternatively they condone it and are partakers. So there's a reason why the bullying became so high in legislation, something called Brody's Law. Yeah. Where, where a young person took their own life as a result of continued bullying. so And that changed the law and the consequence behind it. Mm. So Brody's law, law has been in effect, oh, 
God, I think for at least 10 years, if not longer. Yeah. And it came about because this young child took their life. You know, a young girl, 18, early 19, 20 maybe, you know, and she was continually bullied in the workplace until she finally had had enough and took her own life. So the parents obviously lobbied the legislative system, got a change in the law, and there's quite a severe punishment if bullying is proven, not only for the bully but also for the carrier's liability in a workplace. It sounds like that. That's there's a lot. There's a lot to go through, though, isn't there? Like to try and find the culprit of this. And when you bring it back to television, though, and this has been broadcasted on TV. For, some, for one of these people to come out and say, I felt I was bullied and, and uh, felt that like my life was in danger, I couldn't cope anymore, I, got a, I ended up with a mental illness out of it because of the way the broadcasters portrayed them. Is there some comeback on oh, that, look, though? I'm, I'm that sure case? they can. I'm sure they can go to WorkSafe and, and report it and put in a bullying claim. So anyone can do but, that in any workplace. But, and that's what most of our stress consist of is bullying workplace bullying and harassment well I, it, so, so here's a here's a figure there's a um an article done by metro in and it was on tv shows and bullying in tv shows from uh, reality tv shows and over 38 people globally have died by suicide yes from from impacts that uh these let's say producers or television shows have portrayed certain individuals so even on that alone, wouldn't that be enough, you think, for producers to take some sort of responsibility on just on, on how they portray this and, and put aside the fact that it's going to create ratings? Because I find, because you would think that after all of this, regardless of how it turns out, this is just two people sitting in a room literally having a go at each other in a workplace and no one's stopping them. Correct. And look, like I said, I watched it for the drama. It, it, it gets ratings and, you know, as trashy as that show is, but it's not the only show on television that does it. Now, what concerns me, though, is that you have young people who see that behaviour in a workplace and, True. you know, let's yeah. face it, it is a workplace. Yeah. They see that and they mirror it or mimic it. Mm. And they believe it's okay because it happens on TV. So now, is there a responsibility uh, by the television show then on that sense? Can as I, as I, I do you think, think they, they have a responsibility for that? I think they do have a broader responsibility because, you know, if you believe the rumors to be true, that one of the people involved in this now cannot get employment because of the way she's been portrayed. And <sighs> you know, whether or not the portrayal was accurate is yeah. kind of two different things. But then again, if you put yourself out in that public space and, like I said, you can edit it out but you can't edit it in and you actually portray yourself on this show to be the bully mm. and then expect it not to affect your future employability, then you must be kidding yourself. Well, well, Suki, I don't know whether you remember this, but I was on a reality TV show. I yes, I think you told me about that once. So I was, tell. I, I was on a reality TV show called The Hammerheads in 2002, and it was the um, it was where a bunch of uh, misfits joined a football league in Melbourne, mm -hmm. and uh, we went around. There were 50 of us, and we played in uh, I can't remember what league it was, but it, you know we played out in um, I think Werribee and Braybrook and Doreen or in those areas. 
And they followed, Channel 7 followed us around with a crew of cameras for the whole year. And they, and I think it was before, because there, was, there wasn't bullying on that, but the way they portrayed some of these people, there was definitely a number of individuals within the show that, that outside the camera, these guys were all right. Yeah. But then inside, when they edited these shows, there was some, um, there was some unseemly stuff. And what happened was these people got frustrated at the way they're portrayed. So then when they went out and played footy or did anything, then that natural characteristic just came out in them because they were frustrated at the way they're portrayed. Mm. However, the difference is, I don't know how um, MAFS is, is filmed or shot. We were allowed to go home. We were allowed to hook up and train each week. And so we were allowed to disperse. So we could see the show as it was presented each week as it went on. Mm. Whereas I don't know how they how they do this. So the, it, within the inner circle of the TV show I was on, there was no bullying. There was no um, no one was being mean. No one was being. It was just a bunch of guys that were trying to portray the intricacies of a football club and how it went on and the and how it all worked. And they did that reasonably well and pretty well. But some people got um, how would you say? Uh, portrayed probably quite incorrectly only because of the way they behaved and that's what they shown on TV, mm. if so, you understand that, what I mean. And that's what, what I'm saying. So you would see, um, I mean, look, it gets screened for an hour and a half, four times a week. So, you know, you've got, what, six hours of, lot, of people life over the span of a week. And you're following, uh, I think, 12 couples around at the start of it and, you yep. know, whittles down to however as many is left in the end. And, you know, you've got to ask yourself, is is that really the person or is that how they perceive themselves? Or, mm. is, I mean, you know, some of this started off with, with week one when they were having the wedding of going, it's my way or the highway. <laughs> So, you know, if, if you don't play by my rules, we're not going to last. Now, funnily enough, they did get to the end, but that final commitment ceremony was pretty brutal. Mm. You know, from, from, from I, it's something that I personally would not want to hear. Well, well being, being in OHS, say that to me. how do you view that, just for, from putting that bit aside, from being in OHS, how do you view the legality around how they edited it then do you can you as a occupational you know um safety person separate the desire to get good ratings and the desire to make sure someone's safety is upheld look like i said i'm human i watch it for the drama the, the, there's no no ifs no buts about it just like i watch sports for other reasons you know yeah. um they're, they're, I, I watch it because it's good viewing. I, I'm human. I watch TV shows and, yes, people are portrayed as bullies. People are portrayed as this and that. But, you know, it's creative editing, right? But but do they have go... OHS people there, though? Would they have someone like you who's as smart as you on this on this gig, though? Would they have they someone would... there saying, don't do that, like don't uh, put that up, surely? I, I would say they would have to, right? Okay, mm. and look, when they go to the editing room and start putting it together. Like, take this photo thing, right? They know yeah. that it goes against social media rules. They know it's a direct result of going yeah. against legislative requirements. 
and that it is a an offence under the Australian law to share um, illicit material about someone else without their consent. You know, our our, our social media laws are very clear on this. Yeah, which is and and it's and that's kind of come about with. Um, School kids, you know, when they get out of the relationship, distributing nude photos yeah. right around the classrooms and stuff like that and around the schools and that. So it kind of came about because of that, that they made it so elite, such an illegal activity. Very little to stop it happening yeah. in the real world, but they have put it into legislation. Yes, there is a an avenue that you can pursue if you choose to do so. Okay, now... It would be up to that contestant to choose to do so to follow that legal uh, avenue yeah. and press charges. Now, whether or not their contracts would allow them, because certainly they would have they would have to sign an a non disclosure agreement, an NDA. Yeah. Because they're not allowed to talk about the show until it airs. So yeah. you, know, you have all these radio interviews and they go through radio interviews and, you know, they get asked, is it really as bad as that? And, you know, and they say, look, it gets worse, right? Yeah. Wait, till, wait till this episode, right? So you know it's coming. It's to build up the momentum to get people to watch it. And people watch it. You know, I watch it knowing that it's wrong. And like I said, it's not just this reality show. It's actually every reality show, whether it's SAS Australia, MKR, yeah. MasterChef, they all have this element of where they like to portray bullying. What I do have a problem with is that some people take that as that is acceptable in a workplace and then take it to their workplace where the controls may not be as rigorous as what it would be in a large company. So what I'm hearing is you're worried about the impact this has on society post the show finishing and them them going into like your workplace, for instance, and then just starting and continuing that on behaviour because of what they've seen. That's right. So, you know, they might come across someone's Ernie fan page or, you know, something else that uh, they've posted something on social media because they've stalked them, you know, and it is stalking to do that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, so, you know, and those breaches. So how, how do you take that out of and like I said for the larger workplaces it's a lot easier to manage because mm. it the, the staff is trained on day one of here's your compliance training uh, here's your bullying and harassment here's our policies against that right but yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about is the smaller workplace that does not have that rigor yeah. So you're talking your mechanical workshops, you're talking your cafes, smaller workplaces, you know, younger work, younger workers that come in at the age of four, 15, 16 in their first takeaway job and they get terribly bullied, right? And yeah. I have seen that firsthand on, on, to some people. And also, you know, how uncomfortable it makes these young people to return to work the next day. They get yelled at by their boss for making a mistake. So all of these things are unacceptable behaviour in well, any so society. Just on that, do we have any information we can put up for any of our listeners that they can go to, i.e. email us so that we can give them some information on where to go if they're feeling, for those small businesses that are I feeling think... a little bit lost and need a bit of a help in how to manage this so they've so they've got a uh, 
they've got a system in place to make sure they can manage this. Do we have any stuff like that? Yeah, look, the best place they can do is go to the regulator. So your oh, work okay. save, you know, each state has their own authority, uh, a regulator. Yeah. Each country has their own regulator authorities and different legislations, different countries. But kind of bullying in the workplace is, is um, it's part of the Model Act. It's against the law. Yeah. Uh, and depending on whether you're a federal state, you know, which, which, which award you come under, depending on which governing body. But every state in Australia, New Zealand as well, has their own workplace regulator. So you're saying, so the best thing to do if anyone out there is, is having trouble in these areas or a business is listening to this, then the best thing to do is ring like we're, we're we, uh, excuse my um, dictation, we're um, recording this in Victoria. So we go to the WorkSafe Victoria website and you could just look up. So that would be the same for New Zealand, New Zealand Queensland, um, ACT, WA and South Australia. You just got to log that in, punch it in and then go and find and out what to do, yeah? Go, go in and do that. So you've yeah, also cool. got discrimination legislation, which, you know, bullying, harassment, you can't pick on someone's physical features, religious beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. you know, there yeah. are certain things that we deem above the law. So against the law, you know, this is, this is high level, you're breaking the law stuff. It's, it's yeah. not, you know, you're going to get a slap on the, on the wrist with a fine, right? So yeah. say the old initiation process with a, an apprentice, right? Yep. So, you know, they get set on fire, they get told to get the left-handed screwdriver as opposed to the right-handed screwdriver so that they can be mocked in the workplace. So that mm. mockery is continued bullying. And, yes, resilience is part of that and it teaches them resilience, but they don't need to learn resilience that way. Life is hard enough without going to work and having to be afraid that yeah. your boss is a bully, that you're too scared to tell them what's going on or they are part of the problem instead of the solution. You know, you should yeah. be able to go to your, your superior and go, look, Bill is acting in this way and it's making me feel uncomfortable, so what can you do about it? And, look, it happens in big workplaces too. It's, it's not just little workplaces. Bullying happens everywhere. It's like bullying at school, right? You cannot say that a, an expensive private school has more or less bullying than a public school. Oh, and it, it happens at high school. It happens at primary school. It happens in kindergartens, you know? Yeah. It's just the way society is. It's what you choose to do about it that's where the impact is. So, you know, does it need to get to the lawmakers making a law because someone took their own life over it? Does it really need to get down to that or is it something that society should be above? It's a bit like the COVID arguments, you know, is it, is it for the betterment of society or, you know, is someone bullying you into doing it? Well, this is where really understanding the definition of it isn't, and and then and then with what you've just said, you've got to get right down to the um, the your trust in humanity. I suppose that when you actually go to your boss, that that they recognise that your what you're saying to them is sincere, and that they're not just dismissing it as oh no. Oh, Davo's been here for a long time. He wouldn't do that. That's just the way he carries on. But he's been there for 20 years doing the same shit to so many people. Correct. But now and the boss just believes that it's um, okay. So 
the, you, the biggest... You, you've got to have faith there somewhere, haven't you? And your biggest teller about that repeat bullying with repeat people, as you said about Dave's been here for 20-odd years, right? What has been the staff turnover in that 20 years? Do you actually yeah. retain any staff? You know, if you can't retain the staff, then there's some underlying ground. True, that's a Because good point. Pe yeah. people get comfortable. They don't like to change. People don't like change in general, right? So... You know, there, there's this reluctance to change, but there's also a reluctance to report for fear of losing your employment. We mm. are in economic turmoil. Can you imagine over the last two years you go to your boss and say, you are bullying me or someone's bullying me and for fear of losing your job in an economy where you're going to struggle because there is continued lockdown after lockdown and the uncertainty. So you can imagine that people sucked up a lot of behaviour during that time without the ability to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there was the expectation of, okay, now that you're not travelling, here's additional hours or I'm going to give you more and more work, you know, or I'm going to behave badly in meetings. So, you know, there was a lot of that going on during the two years where, Victoria in particularly practically worked from home. You know, the government organisations are only just returning back to the CBD now yeah. in, into the workplace after having worked from home for two years. Yeah. You know, but there was a lot of those expectations going on in a lot of industries. And I'm not, I'm not saying any particular industry. This, is, this goes across the board. You know, this is this is bigger and, and more um, more broader than just one industry, one organisation. You know, whether it's government or commercial, it it doesn't matter. Um, there was a lot of it that went on uh, over expectation uh, to deliver, to continue to deliver, because people were fearful of their employment. You know, mm. people considered them lucky if they were still working. So, so what advice would you give? Let's just say a um, we've got a an, a nineteen year old girl who goes and works in a cafe right now. She's being bullied. She's tried to get help, and she's listened to this. And you can say, what would some what would you give advice to someone right now that nineteen year old girl to say where should she go to try and find some help to make sure this doesn't happen? Look, my advice to that nineteen year old girl is to leave that employer. Yeah. But, you know, if you really want to pick your battles, which, you know, you, you, you're going to struggle with yeah. small employers, right? But yeah. they will do it again and again and again and again. They're repeat offenders, yeah. right? But my advice to that girl is to leave the employment, find yourself a different job. Because to be honest with you, it is going to be so hard to win. You can report them. The regulator will do something about it if they choose to take up the case, you know, and then it depends on how much evidence you've collected. So if you yeah. are being bullied, so, you know, say you are being bullied via email, via phones, you know, having recordings or, or copies of emails or, or dates and times where you're bullied and other people witnessing it, that certainly strengthens your case. But when it's your word against their word, it's kind of really hard for the regulator to act. You know, it, it does come back to the burden of proof. What can I prove and what can't I prove? Yeah. So, you know, on a TV, it's it's out for public viewing. Millions of people watch it. Everyone sees it. You can go, okay, I can pretty much tell you that's being bullied. That's bullying, right? But isn't that so, funny in that sense in itself that now all of a sudden nothing gets done about it? Like here on one hand, the poor 19-year-old girl has to find proof. 
Here, the Correct. proof is being shown live on television. And they do nothing about it. And they do nothing about it. And so then basically no one does anything about any of this because... Because it's it's rating and advertising. Now, yeah. take, take, take this in, in a different perspective, right? Okay, say football, right? So yeah. any sporting code, right? Mm. So a, a player, participant, has been caught drink driving, right? Yeah. Their sponsor is uh, 0.05, you know, yep. TAC 0.05. Yep. Club is threatened with loss of sponsorship unless you take remedial action, right? Yep. So that doesn't happen in the commercial TV space that someone will withdraw the advertisement of the show because they know the ratings are there. So wow. they will continue yeah. to advertise in that space because it gives them exposure. Isn't that so funny? It, that is, it, that it's, is true, though. It's, it's true. funny, but... You know, there is this conscious bias where I will give you sponsorship on a show that makes ratings and I will continue to advertise my product on that show because millions of people see it. It has lots of exposure. But on the other hand, if, if it's a sporting code and I'm a major sponsor for a sporting code and they don't behave the way I want them to behave out in the public, I will withdraw my sponsorship. Well, you know, I think that happened to Richmond a couple of years ago. Richmond AFL Club down here had someone that got caught being 0.05 and they were going to – I think they did withdraw it for a certain amount of time, but I'm pretty sure that was a couple of years ago. But you're right in that analogy. That's that's true because they did do it, but you're right. They they got punished or they got, you know, drawn over so, the coals for that behaviour, but yet this show and, seems to be able to still perpetuate the motion or the notion that this – Behaviour is acceptable within society. And look, if, if it were a, a, a habitual problem within the sporting code, you can guarantee that someone like TAC would pull all advertising during that TV period where that game is shown. Mm. Okay, they would just pull all advertising costs and say, I'm not advertising on your channel during this period while you're showing this game. Whereas, you know, the advertisers kind of scream to be on advertising for something, a drama that creates a lot of ratings. And, you know, yeah. let's, let's not take away that, you know, there is drama, there's Netflix and, you know, I'm talking purely ah. reality TV show and bullying and, you know, whether it's MKR, whether it's Spanish, yeah. whether it is MasterChef, whatever, they all have an element of bullying. Well, and- you've, you've opened up a, a point there. Imagine if we could find some information on whether any, any something like TAC or, or any of those sort of, sponsors have pulled their sponsorship from any football code anywhere and then oh hang on a minute gone and sponsored something like any reality show that has this because of the ratings and because it gets that information out there that would be an interesting you know sidebar to see whether any of them have behaved in that way look it would be an interesting sidebar but i wouldn't know where to get that information me neither but you know i'm not wow. in the advertising space but you There's can a contradiction see how in itself. Yeah. that happens and you know you can see who the advertisers are during that one and a half hour show on tv and you know we still continue to buy the product because we don't associate the product itself with the bullying that's happening on tv or what's happening in that reality tv show so there's no connection right but yeah. yet when there's a sporting code and one of the players 
behaves against what we believe the code of conduct should be, we will punish a club, mm. let alone the individual player. So, you know, we're willing to, as a sponsor, to withdraw our sponsorship. And you're talking sponsorship to those things are, are millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, whether it's taxpayer dollars, because that's kind of really what it is, right? You've got your TAC, your WorkSafe, they're taxpayer funded. Yep. You know, while, while employers pay uh, a remuneration and a premium for that WorkSafe, that's really only for injury management, not for the regulator part of things. So, you know, that's kind of the state picks up that tab. And, you know, whether I'm right or wrong in that doesn't matter. You know, it, it's it's about what's seen to be okay and what's seen to be not okay. And and the not okay is is fine. I, I, I'm all for them saying I'm going to withdraw my sponsorship out of a, a code because of bullying behaviour. And, look, Collingwood took a hit on that as well last year. Did they? Oh, did they do something wrong, did they? Well, they, they you know, they admit it to continual bullying within the workplace. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and they took a big hit on that on in their sponsorship, in 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 their in their viewers, in in their fandom. So they took a big hit on that, you know. So what makes it unacceptable in that and yet it's acceptable here for millions of people to view, to then take back into their personal life and go, it's okay to behave like that. Yeah, it's it, seriously, it's such a, a great conversational topic to have and to, you know, it'd be great if we knew any lawyers out there that would be able to come on and keep continuing talking about this because there seems to be a really moral and ethical um, issue here, isn't there, in regards to how one, how a business would view this, but how a personal person would view it and how and society views it. I think there's, yeah, how do you... How do you get the right answer in regards to what is the primary reason, I suppose, in this, or what is the most valuable reason to prevent bullying? And the thing has got to be humanity and, and health to people watching it. For me, it, like, it, certainly for me, that's what it would be. It does. And look, you know, imagine that anyone who's gone through a relationship breakdown of any kind, how that might be bring out memories and be scarring so ptsd right yeah it's it brings out a, a state of mental health so same as what driving 0.05 say 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 a person drove at over the limit right blood yeah. alcohol limit right yeah. and your child was maimed or killed by someone who drove over the limit would you be comfortable supporting a sporting code that is a where where TAC point oh five is a sponsor, and their players are going over the limit. So this is this morality bit, right? Yeah, I'm talking about, and yet we are comfortable with going. People complaining to the Australian Broadcasting Commission about what's being shown on TV for them to turn around and say it's okay. Mm. Mm. It looks so, it, yeah, it's like. I, for me personally, when I watch this show and we talk about reality television, I've, I can't watch it. I find it um, disgusting that I get people behave this way and I, and I appreciate and admire people in your position that can then try and separate and try and 
um, prevent this from happening and bring the cause to a head and go to people, come on, you've got to stop this and do it. But when you stop this and fix it, but when you get to a television show that, i.e. on A, you're going, these people, the producers are deliberately like inciting this behaviour and then all of a sudden the, there are really mean people out there that they were lucky enough to get to come on the show that would you know, perpetuate this motion of bullying and really poor behaviour and vindictive behaviour and and social behaviour so that then they can make ratings out of it. So I mean, let's face it, Chris, like, they're not they're not being picked for their great character preferences on this show. No, but 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 I mean, but yeah, when you do this, are you are you are these are the producers of this show actually wanting to try and find love for these individuals? Is that the real show? Because it doesn't seem to be because it, no one, they've got these psychiatrists sitting there saying, well, you've really got to work at this. But they've been so mean to each other that how do you go, oh, we forged a successful you, you, relationship out of this? It do doesn't you, make sense. Do you know, do you know something? Any, any person would say if they behave like this, run for the hills. Yeah, the walk red, away. The I'm sure the parents the are saying that. Like, get are out of there. Up. You know, yeah. the flags are going up left, right and centre. And if you were in, if this was your outside relationship, would you stay in it? Would you put up with this for 12 weeks? I know they get no. paid for this, you know, but would you sign up for that? And I personally wouldn't, you well, know, because I, I, I'm more of a, a humanitarian than that. But like I said, I watch it. Yeah, but, but then again, so, that, but, but you're it, allowed so to I... watch it. You you can turn it off. You're allowed to go, no, I don't agree with it. So I think on that sense, that's why they, they do it. But from the oh. OH&S perspective, these people, I mean, that seems, what parent wouldn't go, sweetheart, hey, I think he's being a bit mean. You should leave. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, baby, you, leave this relationship. He's a prick. You, I don't you know. Have, you actually have parents advising, you know, when they have to make the decision, is this a final commitment, right? You actually have parents advising you deserve better than this, right? And yes. they do deserve better than this, but they, yes. they're so caught up in this reality show, in this in this alternate universe for 12 weeks that they think it's acceptable. It's no better than domestic violence, to be honest. No, I agree with you. I mean, don't condone it... domestic violence. There's plenty of legislation. There's plenty of cases where domestic violence has been so violent that a partner has been, you know, seriously hurt or killed by their partner, right? And yet yeah. watching these people play this out on TV and this alternate universe where they're with each other 24-7, no breaks, and, you know, you're going, here's an experiment, right? How how much of an experiment is it? Look, it works out. Well, see, I, I agree there with you there. You've hit the nail on the head. You use the word experiment. And, and yeah. that is, is this where they get away with, with not calling it bullying? I don't know. And look, like I said, I, th I think there is some contractual agreements with, with that being made in past non-disclosure and giving them the discretion to edit in and out. But you cannot change someone's personality. And over a 12-week period, your natural personality has to come out. Oh, God, yeah. You yeah. cannot hide that for 12 weeks. No. And oh, well, 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 even just when you feel you're being pushed into a corner or you're feeling you got to, you eventually got to come out and snap at some point. And Correct. if a camera's on it, regardless of whether you're right or wrong or the reason you did it, they can just edit that out and put it in. They can put it Correct. in at different stages of the, it doesn't even have to be at that emotion within the television scene. It can be the following week and they'll show it as a shock 
like they you know, can edit this stuff out. So, but if, I, if I, you, I like your definition, experiment. If, like that, if, I think that's if, it. Yeah. You know, and if you are observant enough, you know, you can walk. You can see these contestants in the middle of a fight, walking out, but they have a change of clothes, so you know it's not the same scene. Mm. Mm, yep, so, you know, true, there yeah. is some of those flaws in there that they forget about and viewers are not stupid. You know, the 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 viewers are very, very intelligent. Like uh, I said, uh, what happens with... Come on, people watch Gogglebox. Come on, there's got to be some stupid people out there. Hey, I watch Gogglebox. <laughs> Come on, you're the queen of health and safety. Don't it's, bring this show it's down. It's the queen. funniest show on earth, Gogglebox. Sorry. Oh, it can't be. Come on. <laughs> the... I could be on Gogglebox because you know something? I would make those same freaking comments. <laughs> when, we, when we sit, the family sits on a couch and we watch a TV show, it is like an episode of Gogglebox. Oh, for heaven's sake. So, you know, it, 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 we make those kind of comments. We are jovial. We are funny and go... On is there is there a peer group in there anywhere determining whether you are jovial and you are funny? <laughs> yeah, I'm the funny one, especially after a couple of glasses of red. Oh, okay. might not think so. <laughs> Fair enough. Then. <laughs> Look, we've ventured off topic as we usually we have do. as we usually do. But, I'm sorry uh, about that. You know, in bringing it back to what's acceptable in a workplace and workplace bullying, there there's pretty strong legislation around that. Broadies. Uh, Broadie's law, law came in for a reason, okay, and it's it's a very strong piece of legislation. WorkSafe take a very dim view of bullying, and so does the Discrimination Act. So it it takes very dim views of sexual harassment, harassment on religious grounds, on on, on persons, you know, um, features or whatever. It it and it's a strict criteria. You either meet it or you don't. Yeah. Right. But there's plenty of lawyers out there who'll tell you you meet it and then go, well, it's a pay, f- you know, no win, no fee. But that doesn't kind of work either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then there's people that hold out whether they're right or wrong and take it all the way through to the end until the insurer goes, um, it's going to cost me too much to put it through the courts. So here's a settlement. Yeah. So there's people like that who abuse the system as well. Yeah, but, but there are far and few between as to the people who are actually genuine. If you look at um, psychological injury, is one of the highest injury in our injury worksafe statistics. Yeah, that along with manual handling. So that tells you that this goes on every day in workplaces, large or small. It's just more controlled in the large work. And regardless of whether it's television or reality or whether Correct. it's just real life. Well, uh, and it's, it, you know, the topic is workplace bullying. It's nothing short of it, yeah. whether it's in a reality show, in a, co- in, a co- in a sporting code or whatever, you know, workplace bullying is workplace bullying. Yeah. Now, and remember, WorkSafe is a major sponsor of our sporting code. And, you know, there's some government department where bullying happens from the the management through to the younger, more junior staff in a workplace, okay, what they consider. They, they seem to think because they've, they've gotten on their throne that they're not um, empowered. You know, the old saying is 
careful who you who you tread on on your way up because you're going to meet them again on the way down. There's a mm. reason for that expression because no one is untouchable. No, no, that's that's true. That's and true. it takes that little person that you think you can step on to bring you down off your throne. Yep. How are we going for time there, Silk? Are we uh, look? We we are running out of time. We've gone longer than usual because you and I can never shut up. Ah, oh, hey. Hey, ease up on that. I can so, charge You know, you, <laughs> once we get going, we get going. And we do. That is true. Very, sometimes we are of the same opinion, other times we're not. <laughs> and that's the, that is the essence of our podcast, that we can disagree. That is true. That is true. And, you know, there's no bigger brain in OHS other than the Queen. Oh, thank you. Which is you, Silky Hutchinson. That's you. So the, 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 <laughs> the Queen has been very busy. Uh, so, you know, that's why there's been such a length between podcasts. Right. And right. let's, let's pick up our regularity again for season two. You know, uh, I, I, I dropped the ball for a little bit. Not to any fault of yours, so purely mine. We've all got work to do. Hey? We've all got things to go. We've got to get on with life. So that's, I know. You know, that's the good thing about it. So well, let's catch up again on a more regular basis. We and will. Bring another, you know, invigorating topic to our listeners. We will. And if anyone out there is still on board with us and listening, please, if you have a, a bullying issue in the workplace, please look at the National Centre Against Bullying. Contact WorkSafe. At your, in your local state, and they will be able to provide you with great information on how to handle the situation. Yes. So, and, uh, you know, take care of yourselves, everybody. Stay safe. That's Stay the main safe. aim of this. That's it. That's it. Have a great day at work, people. Thanks very much, Silky. Thank you. See you later, guys. Bye.